Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Positive Education Podcast with Ash Manuel. Now, today is a slightly different version of the podcast. It's just going to be me. So what I want to talk about today is the Growing with Gratitude book. So pretty much as this is uh, uploaded to the uh, podcast platform and released, the book will be available. So I just wanted to explain a little bit about how the book came about, the Growing with Gratitude book came about, and also what you'll take out of it. Now, the purpose of the book or the target audience is for educators and families, but there's a lot in there for everyone. So you don't have to necessarily don't have to necessarily be a teacher or a parent to get something from it. You can just adapt it to your own personal life and work out how maybe you can apply some of the takeaways from the book. Now, the other day I got a really um, cool photo from a, uh, a parent who has got a copy of the book and they woke up on um, a Sunday morning to find their uh, seven-year-old actually reading the book. And I said, I said to the parent, I asked the parent, can, are they, can they read that okay? And they said, yeah, he's a really good reader. So there's a lot in it for everyone and um, where the kids want to um, and teenagers want to read it for themselves or for a teacher um, to apply some of the concepts in the classroom and then also for families to adapt uh, the um, takeaways at home as well. So it's something for everyone for sure, the book. Now, I just want to talk about the background of the, the book and how it came about and a bit about how Growing With Gratitude came about. So if you're not sure, my background is an educator. Now, I was very fortunate um, to teach at a manual primary school here in Adelaide, a fantastic school in physical education. But I didn't always know what path. So my goal, my ultimate dream was to play Australian rules football professionally. Now, I had a family of um, sports people. My auntie Pat played at two Olympic Games for Australia in basketball in 84 and 88. And my uncle Mark, he captained the Brisbane um, Bears when they first came into the VFL, which is um, AFL football now. And then when the Adelaide Crows came into the AFL in 1991, he came back to Adelaide and um, played for the Crows and won the first ever club champion at the Crows. So I grew up in a sports-mad family. Now, I wanted to follow in their footsteps, but looking back at it now, I learned some really key things about that time because if you're wondering, Ash Manuel, did he play professional football? Probably, well, no, I didn't. <laughs> so, but I had the talent. So what I'm trying to say there is I had the ability, I had the skills of the, of the game, like kicking and marking and that, that side of it. But what I lacked was a mental fitness. I put so much pressure on myself because I was obsessed with it. Now, I don't know if you can relate to that when you were a younger person or even now. You've got this obsession with something and you really want to achieve that goal. But what I lacked was the ability to overcome challenges, move forward from those situations. And I only realized probably that I was lacking these skills. I couldn't put my finger on it into my probably mid to late 20s. And then it was in 2010. So I was about, would have been about early 30s in 2010. And I came across positive psychology. And it didn't really take me too long to discover that just like learning a skill in sport, we can actually learn and practice to be a more resilient person. So when we're talking about things like skills like gratitude and empathy and kindness and service, so doing things for other people, these are actually the skills that lead to be more resilient. So you can actually practice those skills. And I got that concept, but I never heard of it before. So I started to take 
so I looked, or one or two things from some people who I, fo- who, I, who I was following at the time, like Martin Seligman, who's one of the, 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 the father or the founding father of positive psychology, and also a lady called Barbara Fredrickson, who wrote a book called um, Positivity. And also Sean Aker, who wrote a book called um, The Happiest Advantage, and just took one or two takeaways from those books and applied them. For example, like simple things like starting to write three things you're grateful for each day, doing a planned act of kindness. So actually consciously doing something kind for someone instead of random, planning it. And also reflecting on the best part about my day. So just spending a minute, kept a notepad next to my bed. And at the end of the day, I'd write, spend one minute writing about the best part of my day, three ways I'll help someone else, and three ways I'll add a value to my life. And had a really positive impact that start. Now, over time, I will admit, it did become a bit of a, a chore, but it got me on the right path. It changed my, I guess, my neural pathways without getting too sciencey, but changed my neural pathways to be able to focus on the good things in life a bit more. And it gave me the skills to move forward from challenges. So what I actually learned is that like learning my, or learning to use my self-talk coming from a place of being grateful. So I'll give an example. Now, one, one strategy that I would use is, okay, I'll say to myself, look, today's just been one of those bad days, but you know what? If I actually stop and think about it, put in perspective, it's probably actually not that bad. I've still got a home to come home to on this cold night and I can put the heater on. Um, I've got a car to drive and I won't get caught in this terrible weather. I've got the basics like food to eat. That might seem simple, but that shift of mindset is a really powerful skill. So Australia, I'll give you a little stat. So the World Health Organization in 2017 put out a statistic saying that Australia was the second most affected country in the world with depression. Now, that is an alarming stat considering one of the richest. Now, I think what it comes down to a lot, we've got so much, but we forget to be grateful for what we have while we're going for more. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting more. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. But be grateful for what we have in the time. And I think that's one of the issues in society. I think we need to get better at it. And because I think we take a lot of things for granted because we've always had them. We've grown up with them. Um, we've grown up with some things that we take for granted. And living in Australia, we get pretty good support. Like even if you do go through a really rough time or rough patch, there's good, there's good support there overall. So I think sometimes we forget to be grateful for those things. So one of the most powerful skills that I've ever learned and I always teach this to young people and model it. I never tell them what to do, but it's always about showing them what they can try. Give you them ideas, building that toolkit. Because at the end of the day, and this is what I talk about in the book as well, is it's up to you to improve your mood. The only person who can change your mood is yourself. But sometimes we're not sure how to do that. So I encourage everyone listening today, we'll talk about this in the book, as I said, to find what works for you. So my two go-to, a physical activity and gratitude. And science tells us that on top of that, music, physical activity, laughter and connection, amongst other things, of course, are ways that we can improve our mood. But it's up to us to do it. No one else can do it. So that's a key part of the book as well. Now, also a key part of the book. Actually, I'll go back a step. I'll, I'll, jump, the, I'll jump a little bit forward there. So I learned some of these skills as an adult. And I wish I learned them as a kid. Now, I started growing with gratitude in 2014 as a passion project because I learned these skills as a kid. Sorry, <laughs> I wish I learned these skills as a kid. I was teaching at the time 
our school was looking for a program to implement, but we weren't really sure what to do. Now, it's just one of those aha moments. I'm not sure if you had those aha moments before, but in January of 2014 was my most profound aha moment before. Now, I'm sure you've had those times when you had really well, aha moments where you thought, what a great idea that is, but have you done anything about it? I've had those types of ones before I have, but done nothing about it. And those ideas are okay, but they're useless unless you actually act on it. But this one was different. I remember standing there on the corner of Cliff Street and Diagonal Road at Glenelg East, just around the corner from where I lived. And I remember stopping and thinking to myself, what if I combine what I know as a teacher with what I like for my own benefit? I reckon I can help not only our school, but other schools as well. Implement positive educational well-being in the classroom, but across the school. And also help maybe families at home. And from that moment, I actually ran home, jumped on the laptop and just started, just started searching more about gratitude and how to teach it. Now, that's how it started. Now, one of the most profound things about, um, I, I learned as well, I did a university um, evaluation and project with University of South Australia back 2015, 2016. So we did a really big uh, 600 student evaluation or, or project, but we did a really small one of 10 students. Now, the 10 student one was probably changed the, the scape of growing with gratitude and where direction it was going. It was amazing. So now what we learned, it was, sorry, go back a step. What, one thing that students had to do for five weeks was write three things they were grateful every day. Now, at the time, and it still is, it's still advertised, I guess, if you like, is a really good activity to do. Now, it is, but when the students finished in an interview process and also a written reflection, 100%, even though it was only 10 100% said they found it boring. Now, why do you think, you might be thinking, why is that so profound? Well, if it's not, if it's boring, it's probably not having the desired impact it's designed to do. So a few of the, uh, the couple of the comments were, well, we found it hard to think of things to be grateful for because we're doing it every day. Got a bit bored of just writing it down. And having that knowledge and students giving me honest feedback was amazing because from that moment, I thought, hang on, well, how else can we teach it? Because that's what's talked about. So since 2014, I've been obsessed with trying to, uh, or with discovering best ways to teach well-being practices to students like in, with skills like gratitude, empathy, kindness. How can we best teach it so it sticks? Now, I put my physical education hat on and thought to myself, what are students doing when they're having fun? They're engaged, but they're learning at the same time. And it didn't take me too long to realise through games. Games is such a powerful way to students to learn and retain information as well. So I thought, well, what if we could try to create some more games where we're playing gratitude games, we're including gratitude practice into games. So in the book, what you'll learn is some different ways that you can practice gratitude. So with the book comes a, we call it a resource pack, which is, um, an online platform where we talk about a game in the book or a lesson or an activity, and then you can download it from the resource pack um, via the link, which is which you'll find in the book. Now, there's some really good games that you can also use in the classroom, or sorry, use in the classroom with your students, but also at home with your family. Now, it's just as beneficial for adults. So when the students are doing it or you're doing it at home with your families, as a family, do it, do, do it yourself as an adult. 
Because at the end of the day, when we're talking about skills like gratitude and kindness and empathy, it doesn't matter if you're a three-year-old or a hundred three-year-old. It's all relevant for everyone. And it requires practice. Now, the more we practice something, generally, we get more confident, we get better at it. And it's no different to learning the skills and practices, skills like gratitude. So you take away a lot of um, games, a lot of lessons and a lot of activities you can apply and ones that we've um, tested and um, and done with the students, got their feedback and also um, currently actually, we haven't got any data back yet, but we're doing a research project with Adelaide University. Um, Jasmine Turner, who's, who's a PhD psychology student, she's doing a thesis on growing with gratitude. So we're in the process of doing that at the moment and we'll get more feedback on those games and different lessons we've got in there as well. Now, also what you'll take away out of the book is a lot of ideas around the school as well. So yes, in the classroom, but how can you apply a wellbeing program across the whole school? And we've got to talk about this concept called habit stacking. So I'm not going to go into it too much now, but habit stacking is about taking what you already got and adding to it. Because as we know, Schools, and this is the same at home as well, schools are busy. There's lots happening. And quite often when schools and um, we add something to the daily schedule or in the classroom curriculum or across the whole school, it can be met with a resistance because sometimes teachers think, oh, there's another thing we have to do. How are we going to fit this in? But some aspects of wellbeing or positive education can be executed, implemented a lot easier then we actually might think. So we talk about some simple ways you can do that. Also in the book, we talk about um, how to um, give ownership, have the students lead your wellbeing. So there's some really valuable tips in there on that. And also how to adapt that at home as well, where you maybe create a bit of some home values as well that you can follow as a family. So how do you want to be perceived? What sort of household do you want to grow up in? And then obviously plan how we can do that. And I'll talk about that in the book as well. So. I just want to keep this episode quite simple today because I wanted to let people know the book is out. Now, to be honest, when um, I got the opportunity to write a book, to write the book, I was a bit, I was very nervous because I'm not much, I wasn't much of a writer in the past, never really enjoyed the process of writing. And I was really nervous about, I really wanted to create something that was of value. So I put a lot of pressure on myself um, in a good way to create the best book possible. Now, Obviously, working with a publishing company, and I'm very grateful for Wiley for the opportunity. They've been amazing as well. They've been very supportive. So it's really a team effort to create this book, and I'm really, really proud of the way it's turned out. So I hope you enjoyed as well. My encouragement to you is to grab a copy, and you can grab a copy from growingwithgratitude.com.au slash book, um, and point in the right direction. Um, You can get it on Amazon, and I'll put these in the show notes as well, Booktopia, and as I record this and as this goes um, uploaded out onto the um, podcast platforms, this will be available in stores also like Dimix and um, your bookstores. So highly encourage you to get a copy and it's a lot of takeaways in it. A lot of actionable ideas that you can do in the classroom and and with your families and for yourself as well. So there's more of a resource guide. And there's a, there's a lot of information in there and activities and games that you can you can use. Now, I'll leave it there today because the purpose, as I said, was to just share a little bit about the book and how it came about. And hopefully you'll see enough value in the book to grab a copy. And if you if you do think that you can take away a lot of things out of the book, share it with your teachers. Encourage them, share the link so they can get a copy as well because 
um, at the end of the day, um, it's a resource that we can use. And I'm proud that, and um, it's a bit of an honor that I've been able to create this book, but it's for you guys to use and um, implement these things as well. Because as I said, I've been obsessed with writing, or sorry, um, implementing programs in schools um, since 2014 and discovering the best ways to do that. And I've, I haven't left anything out. I've given the top things in this book. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. And I'll put the in the show notes where you can get a copy. And um, feel free to reach out um, on any of the socials or email at info at growingwithgratitude.com.au um, if you are um, looking for um, any more information or any programs that you would like Growing With Gratitude to come to your school. And while I'm here, I've just something just come to mind. If, if you're a Victorian um, public school, a primary school, Growing With Gratitude has just been accepted onto the uh, mental health menu. So that means that $25,000 is a minimum of $25,000 is given to every public government or government school in Victoria. So Growing With Gratitude um, is on the menu. So you had to apply to be on the menu, very comprehensive evaluation um, or application process to go through. And you only can use that funding um, with the programs that are on the menu. So some of them are free um, and some of them are paid. So Growing With Gratitude is a, is a paid one, but you've got the funding to use up to $25,000. And yes, it's not $25,000 to have a Growing With Gratitude visit or, or online program, but you can certainly use some of that funding to implement it. So that's Victorian School. So feel free to reach out about that. Um, this These will book out very quickly. So feel free to get in early um, as this just been announced. So thank you guys. I'm looking forward to connecting um, offline and hope you have a great rest of your day or evening whenever you're listening. Thank you.